Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. I hope everyone is having a phenomenal day. This is Troy Dooley, the host of RealMentorsRadio.com. i got to put a plug into our sister show, Beachside CEO. You can pick that up daily, and I don't remember what time it's airing. I should go look. You know, we'll just go look real quick. It's over at the Home Business Radio Network. That is where you can actually pick that up. That is our 24-7, no, let me say that again, 24-7 radio network. You can download that on iTunes, uh, on your iPhone. You can download it on a Droid. Uh, you can do it on a Windows phone. doesn't matter what. Some of the greatest folks that I have ever had the opportunity to be in a business with are over there. And you can pick up shows from the DSWA, Networking Time, Zig Ziglar. Uh, it's, we, we run music, I mean, constantly over there. So you get to pick up a lot of stuff. Tracy Monafort's there, Eldon Baird, uh, Dittmore and Beckett. Oh, great show. Melissa Halp. Uh, the, <laughs> it just goes on and on. Kim Rhodes, John Fogg. I mean, great folks when you look at who, who's there and what they're doing. Tom Chenault on Sundays at 7.30 every morning. Todd Falcone is over there. Stephen Pierce. Stephen is one of the most unique and powerful people I've ever met in Internet marketing. Great guy. John Hayes, longtime business partner of, of uh, Zig Ziglar, is over there. Rachel Hinky, a uh, wonderful, wonderful gal. Uh, Dining with Diane, 10 a.m. every morning. You can't go wrong. Ray Higdon is over there. Uh, you can catch our show Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 11 a.m. is when it airs. It's a phenomenal uh, time slot that we are in over there. You can listen to it in the mornings. You can also, if you miss it in the mornings, I'm actually scrolling down to see when we play again in the afternoon because we are blessed to be on over there two times a day. You can catch it at 5 p.m. Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Uh, If you do not catch Beachside CEO, we also do the news. Uh, We're the news director for that show. You can listen to news throughout the day as it's coming up. So we are blessed. I have to put that plug in for the Home Business Radio Network. They are our lifetime sponsors of our news reports at MLM Help Desk. It's a phenomenal time in, in the home business arena. And that is not all the shows over there. Let me tell you this. They're, they're not about network marketing. They're about everything. I mean, I do, I do news reports and shows on a variety of issues because we want to cover what's out there. What, any home business, uh, what do you call it, cottage industry that we can come across, we put it out there. But we are in Greg Hartman's book, Do Due Diligence, Cutting Through the Crap in Network Marketing. Today we're, we're, in, a, we're in a subject that I just, I, I tell you what, I'll just confess, I hate it. Uh, it's called What Are My Goals? And let me tell you why I hate it. All my life I grew up with people saying, what's your New Year's resolution? What's your goals? Write them down. And and I did that. I mean, literally, I started young in reading books. Uh, one of the most, I guess probably since I was five, uh, that I can remember back, one of the most exciting time periods of my life was knowing that in January or February of every year, the mailman was going to stop by the house and deliver me the World Book Encyclopedia Annual Review 
of the year before. Everything that had happened that was newsbreaking would be in there. And I started reading it. I read through A to Z, every page. I went on vacations and it already knew about where we were going because of what I read. So I've been constantly a reader. I constantly wanted to, to know what was going on. So I learned about goal setting and resolutions early on in my life, and they just didn't work. Just, just, I, I hated them. And at 17 years old, I joined the Marine Corps. And for the first time in my life, I got it. Not because of goals. Because in the Marine Corps, you have no goals. Matter of fact, I don't know a branch of the service where they preach goals. What they do is they preach objectives. They preach about the mission. They preach about the plan of action. So when I started reading Greg's chapter, I got excited. Because he uses the, the common vernacular, goals. And and it works. And, and I thought, wow, man, he's preaching about stuff that that I learned in the Marine Corps, that changed my life at 17 years old. And he starts the chapter off, he says, now let's look at more specific goals, the goals you want to achieve in network marketing. He said, I'm referring to the cars, the houses, the trips, the money, you know, all that stuff that is this, that you want from this industry. Now, I stopped right there for a minute. And and you got to understand, I was at the beach this morning. I still got sand all over my feet from, from walking. But as I was reading that, I, I stopped for a second. I, I gave some thought. And I thought back to, a, to an earlier time in my life. It was kind of convoluted. Some days were great. Some days sucked. It was when I was a little kid and my mom was in Tupperware. And I got to thinking of the the prizes she won. I, I remember my dad got a radio alarm saw and... And I remember the, the station wagon, and I remember the, the trip to the Royal Gorge. And and I thought, you know, I'll bet you anything, it really wasn't, and still isn't today. It's not all this stuff that you get, the cars, the houses, the trips, the money. I think it goes back a little bit to what Greg was talking about yesterday, and a little bit more in the chapter in a second. But, see, I think when we get those things, it, it's really not even the possessions but we know that it's going to affect and change our lives and the lives of our family. I know those those first trips to Colorado were, were awesome. I, I know that my dad used that saw all of my all of my adolescent years, one of the greatest Christmases we ever have. And if you all follow us on any of our shows, you know I've, I've talked about this, is the year my mom and dad made my little brother Devin and I this, this beautiful town called Dooleyville. We each had our own house, and it had its own bank, and and we ended up splitting the town up and, and deciding who owned what, and, and our names were on the post office, and he did that with with the saw. So see, even even when we look at the monetary gifts, the prizes, it really has to do with the relationships. You know, Paige and I traveled last week with two of our kids I had to go speak up at Zeke Rewards and when we went up to rent the car I wanted a, a ragtop Mustang my daddy had a ragtop Mustang and it was 1964 I, gosh I wish we still had it but I thought man I just love that car you know even when it wasn't running it would set by our house I can I mean vividly I can imagine it 
because we we lived on Norwood. It was up on blocks, and and I would get in there and pretend I was cruising down the highway, looking for adventure. I mean, it was a it was so fun until the day he sold it. But you know, Paige and I couldn't get a Mustang last week, so they ended up giving us a a Volvo C70 convertible hardtop. And it was a fun time. Jetty, my nine-year-old, went with this, and he loves Transformers. So when I brought the top down on it, man, him and him and Lena, my three-year-old granddaughter, just or four-year-old granddaughter, just got stoked because they said it's a Transformer. Paige had her hair blowing. It was like we were kids again. And it wasn't about the fact that it was a Volvo C70. It was the fact that it was a convertible, and we were having fun as a family. See, sometimes we look at our goals, I think, different. And that's what Greg's getting into here. See, those people that look at the monetary possession as just the possession never really get the real enjoyment of what's here. I wrote on Facebook today, and I'm so blessed that the, that the blessings God has given us. We live in a, a modest house after our additions that we've built on in the last 10 years. I think we've got 23, 2,400 square feet, five bedrooms, two baths. Big pool, big fenced backyard. But, you know, it, it it's modest compared to other people's homes here. And, and we, we owe less than six figures on it, so it's a wonderful thing. Big corner lot, and I thought, man, God, thanks for what you've given us. You know, this is pretty powerful. This is pretty awesome. And it's not the possession. it's It's the enjoyment of the family and what we do with it. But sadly, and, and Greg hits it hard in this one sentence, I mean, it's... I wanted to duck the way he said this because I thought, man, it's so freaking true. He says, the mentality that we see in this business about getting rich and buying a bunch of neat stuff and and, and getting more and more is is really the lotto mentality. He goes, you know, I'll buy a ticket, a dollar ticket, and hope I hit the jackpot, and then I'd be happy ever after. That's, That's the mentality everybody has. They jump into a business. And, and it's the lotto mentality. I, I, because of the role I play in network marketing, I had a, a, a national radio talk show host call me yesterday. He's an expert when it comes to money matters and investing and stuff like that. And he said, Troy, I, I know you've been following this Zeke Rewards thing, and it, and it bothers me a little bit what's been happening. And he goes, I've been reading what you've written, and I know that, that you say they're on the, the road to doing things right. But he goes, listen to this. And he let me listen to a recording. And the guy on the other end of the of the line is probably a great guy, really is. But all it was was lotto mentality. Man, throw me your money. I'll help you out. I, I, I told this gentleman, I said, dude, he's totally out of compliance. I mean, the whole kit and caboodle. He goes, it doesn't matter, does it? I recorded it. I said, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, it's, it's a tough deal. But then Greg, I read this and Greg hits it. It's... We we want the easy road. We don't want to have to do anything. We're hoping that, that this will be the home run for us, and then we can live happily ever after the rest of our lives, like all the shows on Hallmark Channel, which, by the way, I love and own stock in. But it's not that way. Richard Brooke hits it best in his book, Four Year Career. It, it, it's a long uphill road. Now, at the end of a four-year time period, you could be making as much as you do at your current job, but it's not going to be any easier getting there. So Greg came up with an idea. And, and you know, yesterday we talked about writing your eulogy, and I, I put mine up on Facebook in the form of a song. 
Don't worry, I'm not singing it. Somebody else is. But then he brought this up, and I thought, man, at, at first I thought, man, this Greg Hartman dude, he's like morbid, man. He's like he's totally obsessed with death, and, and then I read it and I got it. It's called Just Six Months More. He says, another great exercise is called, if I only had six months to live, what would I do? This exercise deals more with the specific stuff you want out of life. He said, well, you can probably list a lot of things right off the top of your head. This exercise will have you dig a little deeper to find some things you may not, may have forgotten about. So I'm sitting out there. I'm walking down the beach. And I'm saying, if I only had six months to live, what would it be that I wanted to accomplish in that six months? And you know... There really wasn't material possessions, in my case, that I would want. I wanted to make sure I had invested all the time I could with all my kids and with Paige and make sure that I left them financially independent so they wouldn't have to worry about me. Now, Greg brought up the movie The Bucket List with, with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman, and the two of them you know, cruised through with their list of what they wanted to do before they kicked the bucket. And there's some things, I mean, I've 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 ridden electric bulls, I've I've fought guys bigger than I am. I've raced cars on the back roads like the Dukes of Hazards. I've made my car jump through the air. I married the greatest woman on earth. I've dated some nice women as as a as a young adult. I've served in the Marine Corps. I mean I've i I'm one of these guys that I had no problem going after my dreams all my daggum life. I got over the stage in my 20s of wanting the material possessions all the time. Now, if I had six months to live, I don't really think I would do anything different than what I do today. Serving other people, trying to leave as many nuggets as I can so that people who have a desire to be different, a desire to grow, would be able to do that. I've challenged my daddy for the last year and a half to write his memoirs or to record them on a deal because one of these days he's going to pass on and my kids won't know everything about their grandpa. And I would challenge any of you that are living. My mama did this for my my baby, my baby girl, Cassie. She put two scrapbooks together a year ago, a little over a year ago, I think. One was on the Dooley side of the family. One was on the Limley side of the family, both both legs, both branches. And, you know, some of the greatest times we have now as a family is reading through those, laughing, and, and looking at the history of our family. What would you do if you had six months to live? If that was all you had left, how would you live it? See, Greg wanted to, to be a race car driver when he was a kid. But he kind of put that on the back burner. And then you know what happened? He actually recruited somebody into his business who was a professional race car driver. Greg got the opportunity to sit in this race car, and the guy looked at him and said, you know, if you're going to take time to teach me network marketing, I'd be more than happy to take time to teach you how to race a car. And by the way, the car you're setting in is for sale. 
And you know, it wasn't too long after that before Greg was on national TV racing with with drivers that are now in NASCAR, the IRL, and the ALMS. A dream come true for him. Something was on his bucket list that he'd totally forgotten about became a possibility. See, some of us will have different things in our bucket list. What do you have? As you begin the list of of items, you need to include not only those monetary goals. You know, I might want to buy Paige one of those little sports cars before I leave because if if it's just her, she'd have room to to just drive around have fun in it, probably find some young stud. You know how them cougars are. But you got to put that down. What What is it you want to do for your wife, for your kids, for your grandkids? Proverbs says, leave an inheritance for your grandchildren. In other words, you need to be good stewards. See, that's what you have to do. Greg talks about the Amway Corporation, and actually he says something in here that I thought was great. He said, incidentally, no network marketing book would be complete without talking about the Amway Corporation. He is so so accurate on that one. And he brings up a point. He said, they're the greatest dream-building company in history. People stay in that company, never making a dime, but their lives are changed forever. The critics get all in a tizzy about this because they're dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies. But let me ask you a question. Would you rather hang out with a bunch of like-minded, positive people stretching yourself daily for your dream, or would you want to run around with a bunch of dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies telling you that the daggum sky's falling? See, Amway understands that if they do nothing else but show people how they can buy products at a discount that they're already using and get paid to do it, which means they're, they're actually cutting their cash flow, even if they never make a, a profit in it, and they change their lives, their mental state, their spiritual life, whatever the case is, then they've done what God put them on this earth to do. And you know it's fun because the, the company's still at it, still growing. Now, as you guys know, when we first started the book, I said that sometimes Greg and I don't agree on everything. And, and it's not really Greg. It's, it's just we all go through these things. And one of the things he brings up in here, he says, Napoleon Hill in his famous book, Think and Grow Rich, aptly says, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Visualization is the key first step. Of course, the second step is the roadmap. Now, here's where I want you guys to be very, very clear. And Greg is not stating it this way. I just have been around enough people that sometimes people think this visualization thing, this this law of attraction thing, they take it out of context. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve is not accurate. It's a myth. And I'll just boldly say it, debate anybody on stage on it. Just like the law of attraction, when it's not applied correctly, is a myth. See, if you take some of my friends that have gone to war and come home and lost their leg or their eyes. They can dream and think all day long that that leg is back, but it won't be. Absolutely, they can get a prosthesis and replace it, but they can't get theirs back. A 
A child with autism can believe inside their mind all day long, or we can believe for them that they're going to change, they're going to be different, and that doesn't mean it's going to happen. The mind is very powerful, and God gives it to us, and I don't think any of us use it enough. But this word of faith movement or Napoleon Hill, it needs to be used correctly. And in Greg's context, he's saying you've got to visualize where you're going in life, what you want in life, and I'm in a 100% agreement with him on that one. I can remember coming out of the Marine Corps and picking up my first Tony Robbins book, Unlimited Power, and reading in there, and I got to a section where it said, write down what you think your perfect day would be. I got out a notebook and I started writing my perfect house, my perfect office, my perfect drive to work, my perfect office space in my building that I was going to own, my perfect kids, my perfect wife. It all revolved around me. It didn't happen overnight, but I would go back and I would, every time Paige and I would get in an argument, I'd go back and say, but this is the woman. This was my perfect bride, and look what I've written about her. And She's the greatest friend, the greatest lover, the greatest mom, the greatest partner. I mean, all of it. Same thing with my kids. I started writing that down about, I don't know, late 80s, I guess, would be when that happened. First 90s, whenever he wrote the book. You know, I didn't start living my perfect day, which all included living at the beach, until the year 2000. I put down the goal that it would be 1995. I believed it would be, and I, and I, I dreamed that it would be, and I just knew it was going to be, and we were prepared for it, and God had other plans. A hurricane came through and just wiped out Destin. So it wasn't until five years after that that we were blessed to make the move, and that was over 13 years, well, right around 13 years ago. Pretty powerful. See, what Greg writes is true, because when you put it together, Paige and I had an 8.5 by 11 notebook. I still have it on my shelf. We put pictures and cards and ideas. We we got the newspapers from this location for for years. We They have a, a TV station called Beach TV, and, and we would get copies of that so we could watch what was going on. We wanted it so much. I, I used a phrase, and, and Greg learned this phrase by John uh, Kelnich. I learned it from John, uh, uh, from Art Williams. But some will, so what? Some will, some won't. So what? Next. You just keep cranking. See, not everybody's going to want it like you, but your life doesn't revolve around everybody else. It revolves around what you're doing. Mark Yonell has a formula that he, he talks about. And here's what it is. And and truly, it's probably the most perfect formula in network marketing. Just most people won't do it. Here's what it is. The first six months, you must approach 30 new people a day. Now, we're not going to go into how to do that right now, and Greg doesn't do it in the books. There's all kinds of ways. And once you learn it, once you get in with somebody, you're going to be able to do it. Mark talks about this in, in his first year in network marketing. If you got 30 people a, a day that you're approaching, 10 would be interested. Of the 10 that you invite, three will actually show up. You'll sponsor one. 
And you may be saying, Troy, I just don't know about that. Well, I'm going to tell you that's exactly what happens. See, when I was in Primerica, we didn't we didn't really talk about 30 people a day. What I talked about is the fact that you have to show this business to 100 people. And out of those 100 people that you talk about the business to, 10 of them would really be interested and want to learn more. Five of those, without a doubt, would become your clients. Three of them would go on to show interest in the business and only one would join. One out of 100 in the Primerica days back in the 80s and the 90s. In all network marketing companies, I really haven't seen that change much. Now, some companies, more people will get on the product. Very few people want to join the business. They're scared to death. And the sad thing is we teach them that if you want to get into this business and succeed, you can do it part-time. And then as soon as they join, we talk about a full-time effort. We start dogging them about their real-time career, which I, I think is kind of asinine, and we shouldn't do that either. See, we need to walk our walk, and so many times we don't. But if all you did was take Mark Yonell's philosophy, his theory, his plan, and he's proven that it works as long as, as, as well as Greg, you would have the same success they have. And you want to know what? About the end of a, of a year or so, you'd have quite a few people in your business. See, I, I could do it a different way. If you just talk to enough people to bring one person a month into your business, at the end of the year you'd have 12 people that you had brought into your business and your life would already have been changed on a part-time basis. See, I'll tell you what. You only need one person on your team that you personally sponsor that's actually engaged in the business to make a nice part-time income. If you get two people that you bring into the business, you can you can... You can replace your current income if they're both working as hard as you are. If you get three people in your business that you personally bring in that are working it like you do, that want it as bad as you do, you'll change your life and their life forever. I've seen that over and over and over. A lot of critics want to say, Troy, you're going to network marketing doesn't work. It's going to become saturated. I said, no, it don't, because most people, just like in, in any other any other career, they ain't going to work. I mean, think about this. Why do you think that there's a 50% divorce rate in America today? People don't want to work on relationships. If you don't want to work on a relationship at home, you're not going to want to work on a relationship in business. So they're going to fiddle fart around, go find a doggone bar that's got sexy women and sports on the TV and cold beer, and they can sit around and lie to each other. They're not going to go work. I get people all the time on the phone, Troy, if I could just do it like you do it. People don't want to do what I do. I'm constantly researching, constantly on the telephone, constantly answering emails, constantly on Facebook. I'm traveling all over the place. I'm getting emotionally and physically abused, with, well, verbally, not physically, but emotionally and verbally abused when people don't like what I write or, or shoot in a video it's not – people think, that oh, Troy, if I could just uh, – look at all the people that want to take your picture. Look at the people that write about you. Most people won't because most people won't care enough about others to say the money is not important, but getting the truth out there is. In your case, it's about the truth of your product, of your business opportunity, and that's what you need to be sharing with people.
You got to write down these goals. You got to look like at life like you've got six months to live and know exactly how bad you want to do do something and then do it. Tomorrow, I'm excited about this. Tomorrow, we're going to be in a new chapter. This is a business. It's powerful and it's exciting. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Remember, live dangerous, live strong, go for those dreams. And until next time, we will see you right here on RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.